Turn with me this morning, 28th chapter of the book of Exodus for a beginning. kept coming back here all week I was looking at something else to begin with and kept mind kept coming back here so we're back here this morning 28 chapter I guess in verse 31 we'll begin there and thou shalt make the robe of the ephod all of blue and there shall be a hole in the top of it, in the midst thereof. It shall have a binding of woven work round about the hole of it, as it were the hole of an harbinger, that it be not rent. And beneath, upon the hem of it, thou shalt make pomegranates of blue and of purple and of scarlet, Round about the hem there, often the bells of gold between them round about, and a golden bell, and a pomegranate, and a golden bell, and a pomegranate, up on the hem of the robe about. And that shall be up on Aaron to minister, and his sound shall be heard when he goeth in unto the holy place before the Lord. And when he cometh out, that he die not. This is a pretty serious charge. Must be heard going in and coming out. When... He began to give the instructions for making it. He said it'd be made of all blue. I don't have any direct scripture to back this up, but I guess my thoughts are good as anybody's to what that means. I think it means that it's of a heavenly calling. All blue. It's of our Heavenly Father who is in the heavens. The calling is always from above. So it's blue. Made all blue. Then around the hem of it, he's got golden bells and got pomegranates. First he mentions a pomegranate. I think this is probably reminiscent of a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. And what this is all about, he's talking to the high priest. So he's to wear this garment. Always when he goes in, and it's to make a sound. And I think that sound is... Uh, peculiar to this is that it be the sound of the gospel 
where it's going in and coming out. Always the gospel that's making the sound. It is incumbent upon the church now because the Lord has commissioned it to carry the word to the world. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach it going in and coming out. Always preaching that it's all from above, from the high priest, from our high priest. And then the culmination of the whole thing is that we have been made priest. <clears throat> so then it is incumbent on us as a church to carry the word to the world that it might hear. They're not going to all come. That it might be that they'd all hear. <clears throat> In Psalms 110, whole psalm I think it said the Lord said unto my Lord sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion you can equate that Zion also to the church out of Zion Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. And in verse 3 said, Thy people shall be willing in the day of my power. And I don't think that's anything more than his word is going forth. And every day is a day of power with the Lord. And where the word goes, there is power. So he's always sending it forth and seeing that it doesn't run, return unto him void. It always does what is, it is supposed to accomplish. They're going to be willing in the day of the power, in thy beauties of holiness. From the womb of the morning, thou hast to do of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the days of his youth, his wrath, I mean, and he shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. And they shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. The head. He might have preeminence. The Lord. In verse 5, he said, The Lord at thy right hand, 
shall strike through kings. It <laughs> reminded me of some scripture in the book of Ezekiel when he's talking about the, the taking down of Tyre. And he said it's gonna, they're going to take their clothing away from them. I'm talking about the cloak now. He's going to take their clothing away from them. He's going to clothe them with fear and with trembling. That's also a promise unto the world about us. But it's all about the gospel going forth. Preaching of the Word of God. Jesus Christ. That is it. That is the gospel. Jesus Christ. It's that simple. That's it. Over in the book of First Thessalonians, In chapter 2, verse 1, we'll read a while here. For yourselves, brethren, have known our entrance into you. It was not in vain. They come with the gospel. But even after that, we, uh, we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated. As you know at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you of the gospel of God with much contention. For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. And this is what it's all about. The church, the church has been entrusted with the gospel to carry it forth. But we, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. For neither at any time use we flattering words, as you know, you've just been in the book of Romans, you've seen that, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because ye were dear unto us. For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day, because we ought not to be chargeable unto any of you we preached unto you the gospel of God your witnesses of God also how holy and justly and unblamably we behaved ourselves among you 
that believe. And you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father with his children that you would walk worthy of God who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. For this cause, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing because ye received word of God which ye heard of us. How great, how great a thing. Yet received it not as the word of men, but as it were in truth, the word of God which effectually you mark under that word effectually. It's a sure thing. There's no turning back. Effectually worketh also in you that believe. So what are we here for this morning? To spread the same gospel of God. that it might call men unto repentance. Repent, repent. But he didn't come in his own power, he said. He come in the power of God also preaching this gospel of God. The power given by the Holy Spirit to speak unto these people that there might be some saved, some called out. The gospel always reaches its mark. In the book of Romans now, I know this is no new book to you. Sixteenth chapter of the book of Romans. <clears throat> kind of got a frog in my throat. <clears throat> Verse twenty four said to get the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to Him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. But now it's made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment, thank you, brother, of the everlasting God, the commandment of the everlasting God made known unto all nations for the obedience of faith. Faith cometh by hearing hearing by the Word of God. 
And how can they preach unless they be sent? How can they preach unless they be called? How can they preach without the power of the Holy Ghost? It's always shedding forth our Lord Jesus Christ. Right, not effectual. Uh, well, they mingle it with worldly stuff nowadays. It's it's too too watered down. Uh, there is simplicity in the gospel, not in the way they preach it. Uh, this easy believe and just believe. That's what they would just believe. Well, it's not the gospel. The gospel first said, and repent. So there's more emphasis on repent than it is believe, I think. So it's pretty strong that we need to repent before. We need to be made lovable first before the Lord's going to love us. In a sense, He loved us in the beginning. But in a sense, we were saved from the beginning also. Called of God. Set forth in Jesus Christ. But it's by the grace of God that any man is saved. And thereby, by the preaching of of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Over in the book of Hebrews, the third chapter, verse 1, Wherefore, holy brother, brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, where we say he's in heavenly places. That's where we sit this morning with a heavenly calling in heavenly places. That's the reason the the cover was made blue. Because it's a heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Consider him who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. He was also. So consider him also. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, though. Oh, far superior to Moses. Inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man. But now we're talking about heavenly things. A heavenly calling. But he that built all things is God. We said the other day that it was built out of nothing. And sister said, well, he built it in darkness too. (laughs) He did. Uh, Just a little tidbit of... Uh, <clears throat> I taught welding in years past and I observed something there that I never observed anywhere before 
thinking about it being built of nothing, I think it proves it, this point. Isn't anything in this world that won't burn? They tell you it's fireproof. Not so. It takes three things to burn, and if all of them are there. Everything that we have in this world will turn to a vapor. I don't care what it is. Asbestos, they say it's fireproof. No, you get it hot enough, it'll burn. Lord's going to burn it all up one day and have a new creation, new heaven and a new earth. This will be cleansed. But I just thought I'd pass that little tidbit to you this morning when I thought of this a building. He built it out of nothing. And Moses barely was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ is a son over his own house. Whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, faith, hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if ye will hear his voice. Now that's where we started off, the tinkling. It was to be heard going in and coming out. So hear the voice. If you won't hear the voice, it's making a distinct sound. It's going in and coming out. Harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Warning here, you're going to hear it. Lord's always putting the gospel forth when He created this world and set all these things about us, all the plants and the animals and the thorns and the thistles and everything else. It is a testimony to who God is. It's also a testimony of who man is. It has separated him from God. And the only way to return is through the preaching of the gospel. And the gospel is Jesus Christ. In first Peter the fifth chapter I guess verse 2 said, Feed the flock of God which is among you. So there's no end to the priesthood. Go back to the garment once again. It talks about the neck piece, the hole in it where you stick your head through into it. And then it said, Put all the way around it, sew around that strengthening. He said so it wouldn't be rent. Wouldn't be tore apart. The old priest had a had a, a way of tearing up the garment. 
at times. But this one, no, wasn't going to be any end to it. His going in, coming out is going to be heard throughout all ages. No end to it. It's like the ring. We talk about the ring put up on the finger of marriage. No end to it. It's a complete circle. Always, and that's the way with that garment. And that's the way it is. Oh, no end in our Lord Jesus Christ. He had no beginning, no end. The high priest Melchizedek had no beginning and no end like that garment had. Neither, I lost my place now, feed the flock which is among you taking uh, oversight thereof not by constraint. Feed the flock. <clears throat> but willingly. Nor for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. And that's the way a man must come unto the preaching of the gospel with a ready mind. If he doesn't, if he's not, doesn't have a ready mind to do it, he's best just stay home. That's the reason he called pastors that there might be those that have a ready mind to preach. The gospel, neither be ye lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. So that's the way we minister. In humbleness. How do you go in? In front of the Lord. In humbleness. In repentance and in humbleness. And in great care to be clean. To have a clean heart and clean hands. It's the only way to enter in before the Lord to minister. Ministering. That's the duty of the church, but it must have a pastor. In the 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews, 
Said, feed the flock. Thirteenth <clears throat> chapter, verse fifteen. He's talking about preaching the gospel. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp. <clears throat> we gotta get out from separate yourselves outside the camp bearing is reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, without ceasing. He's talking about praying without ceasing also. This is part of it, praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices God is well pleased. We need to talk to one another. Be of one another. Do you love the brother? Love the brethren? Yeah. We speak to to one another with gentleness and kindness. He said, but to do good and to communicate, forget not for with such sacrifices. Sacrifices. That is it. God is well pleased. In verse 17, He said, obey them that have the rule over you. The pastor, the pastor of the church, he sat in a great high position to pastor the church. We ought always pray for him, I think without ceasing, that he be able to minister those things that are needful for the church. Obey them that have a rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account. And they may do it with joy and not with grief. For it is unprofitable for you. He's saying unless it be rendered in joy. Do you love the brethren? then it be rendered in joy. Pray for us, he said. Verse 18, For we trust we have good conscience. Must have a good conscience. The going in and the coming out must be in good conscience. Always, always. In all things willing to live honestly. But I beseech you the rather to do this, that I may be restored unto you the sooner. Now the God of peace that 
uh, brought him again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of peace, that great shepherd of sheep. That's what we're talking about here. We've, we've got a shepherd. We're, 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 the church is set as the priest. There to be preaching to one another. And, and maybe, maybe we'll define preaching again. It's about God. Not about things of this world. But about God. So we need to be communicating to one another in charity. Be charitable unto one another. That the great shepherd of the chief of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect in good in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Over in the book of Ezekiel, I believe it's the third chapter. <clears throat> the scripture just come to mind. Yeah, the third, third chapter, and book and, and verse fourteen says, "So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness, in the heat of my spirit. But the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Then I came to them of the captivity of Telbib, that dwelt by the river Chebar." And I sat where they sat and remained there astonished among them seven days. <laughs> and it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. That's us now, by the way. Don't make a mistake about it. This continuation is the church that was in the wilderness is here today Amen. made thee a watchman of the house of Israel therefore hear the word of my mouth and give them warning from me when I say unto the wicked thou shalt surely die and thou givest him no warning nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require, but his blood will I require at thine hand. 
if you don't warn him. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul, and his conscience can be clear. I'll just add that. I didn't say that there, but I'll... He shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul again. When a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity and lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because thou hast not given him warning, he shall die in his sin and his righteousness. And he hath done which he hath done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require in thine hand. He's talking about the priest here. The priest. So, the preaching of the gospel is the most serious thing that I can think of for the pastor and all his people. They're all in the same boat, you understand. They all are guilty of not doing and sometimes doing. But need to be continuous in preaching the gospel. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that he is righteous, sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely Live, do this, and live. The preaching of the gospel. Because he's warned. He's been told. He's without excuse. He's been through the book of Romans again. He is without excuse. Preach to him. Because he's warned also, Thou hast delivered thy soul. So it's good to declare the gospel. If you deliver it, going in and coming out, if the sound be a distinct sound, if it be one that's preaching Jesus Christ and redemption through Him, preaching that there must be an intercessor like Him, that go before God between man and God and come then and reconcile the world unto Himself. The gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about.